Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're... The Polter Gals. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And we're oh, the Polter Gals. On this week's episode, we are going to be doing trans... Dude, I can't even see it. Trans Elegant Lunatic Asylum. Ooh. Or Tala for short. T-A-L-A. And that's located in? It's located in Weston, West Virginia. Wow. Well, so, perfect. Yeah. We love us a good lunatic asylum. Oh. Anything that's called lunatic asylum, I'm in. <laughs> oh, no. So, this one is also known as the Winston State Hospital. Wow. Um, so I'll probably just be saying Tala. Okay, cool. The whole time. That makes sense. Because uh, Allison doesn't know how to say words. Yes. English Great. is hard. Apparently, the Englishman we just met speaks yeah. English. Yeah, we just got interviewed. Um, <laughs> timely manner. Um, we just got interviewed by a UK reporter about the overturning of Roe v. Wade in America. And about yeah. how we felt about it. Yeah. So that's fun. So there's that. Yeah, that's fine. Don't don't worry about it. We're going to make it through this. We'll do it. <laughs> so I can tell you who I'm going to be haunting. If I die. Not me. Not you. Or some old white men with my um, anger, where my anger lies that I will be haunting. Oh, no. um, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so Tala was constructed between 1858 and 1881. And it's the largest hand-cut stone masonry building in North America. Wow. And is the second largest in the world next to Kremlin. How did I not know that? Like, that seems like a pretty, like, big building. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a very big building. Big building. <laughs> I like big buildings and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny when a ghost walks in. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's <Debbie>. like, boo. <laughs> Jesus, Debbie. So, it was designed by the renowned architect Richard Andrews following the Kirk- Kirkbride plan, mm-hmm. which called for a long, rambling wings arranged in a staggered. 
Staggered. According to the note. I made a note. So my note says staggered, but with like four Gs. Staggered. Formation. Asserting that each of the connecting structures receives an abundance of therapeutic? Therapeutic. Good job. You threw me off with the note, okay? Read the note. So the note says this right here. One, one of them. One of them. One of them gonna be the word of the week. Yep. Wow. There you go. Thanks, Deb. Received an abundance of therapeutic sunlight. Yeah. So it's a therapeutic sunlight and fresh air. Wow. It started as one of the first hopeful developments in centuries for mental patients. And yep, you know, listening to all of our other episodes, how we felt. They're like, hmm, deep, dark dungeons? That's great for mental health. And then this place was like, actually, what if we give them, like, sunlight and fresh air? Don't worry. And Don't sanitary worry. conditions. Don't worry. But, wait, you're but wait. Well, I said hopeful. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it turned out that way. We're very hopeful. We're very hopeful. We're in the early stages. We don't know what's happening next. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're hopeful. You're very hopeful. So the building was the brainchild of Thomas Story Kurt Bird. Yeah. The same guy you said earlier. Yeah. 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 Uh, A doctor and... Yeah. Crusader. Yeah. That thing. You that's the word crusader. That's the word of the week. Oh my god. <laughs> so uh him for the mentally ill who founded what would in time become the American psychiatric. Mm-hmm. And then uh Debbie, of course. I made a note. Made better, a note. I better be practicing this word. I said practice this word. I, t- I, t- I put the notes ahead of time saying, please practice this word. So I, I, okay, I, I want you to say practice. with me, psychiatric. You know how many times psychiatric is mentioned in this? We're literally talking psychiatric. Say it. Say it, Allison. No things. Psychiatric. My psyche is about to be broken after this. <laughs> My psyche is in atrix right now. Listen. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Listen. Mm-hmm. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. So, uh, Thomas built the foundation established by famous reformer Dorothy Dix, who sought out disabused people of their misconceptions about mental illness. Wow. Uh, namely that it was a shadowy irreversible condition best treated in darkness with force and physical restraint as i just said yeah previously mentioned yeah shaky as the science behind some of kirk bride's medicine ideas was it undeniably led to a more humane and all-around more effective plan of treatment for the residents of his asylums than any other practice of the era wow uh, he emphasized that the importance of light and fresh air, suggesting that asylums be built as long halls with 12-foot ceilings, plenty of windows, and ventilation allowing for cross breezes. Oh, that's so sweet. Wow, they can, like, breathe. They're not, like, shoved, like, 100,000 people in, like, a one-foot cube. Maybe a little bit more sanitary, long Again, hallways. No. Shh, listen, we're not there yet. 
No. Keep keep talking. Cannot. Tell me more, Allison. Tell me more. I will. Don't worry. It's gonna get real dark real oh, fast. Oh man. It's going so, downhill from here. Right now, he at the time he emphasized freedom for mental patients. He felt should be they should be allowed to roam as much as possible and find stimulation for their minds. Uh they would behave better, not worse, if given more control over their own lives. And his ideas inspired the construction of 73 other hospitals across the country in the second half of the 19th century. Including, Including this one. Tala. Yes. And then my note. Yay, finally, someone who knew how to treat people with mental illnesses and how not to treat them like crap. But wait. There's more. <laughs> there is. So, the grounds were known as magnificent, sustainable, including a working farm, dairy, waterworks, gas well, and cemetery. Wow. It was as if Richard uh, Snowden Andrews had intended it to be a self-sufficient state-of-art facility designed to make patients feel at home, well cared for, and restored. Oh, Wow. So, the original hospital mm-hmm. was designed to house, uh, yeah, house two hundred fifty souls. Wow, uh, was open to patient and was open in patients in eighteen sixty four. Okay, eighteen sixty four. Interesting. So way before his time, he was trying to actually be nice to people who knew. Well, well, I didn't like that. Well, Allison, what are you gonna tell me? In eighteen eighty one. Oh, no. That's when all the cookies crumbled. So due to an increase of mental health diagnosis and stigma surrounding the disease, Tala found its tranquil... Tranquil? Tranquil? You're right. Wow, look at me go. Tranquil? 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 Facilities overrun, housing almost 500 more... Patients. 500. That's double their capacity. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it was too good to be true. Nothing ever stays how it's meant to be. And then, uh, yeah, uh, my note. (laughs) Do you want me to read it? Read the note. I says, well, of course this happens because, well, we can't have anything nice. Of course. Dang. So it's horrible. So horrible. And of course, the hospital couldn't keep up. Damn. Conditions began to decline dramatically. Patients were crammed together Ugh. with sometimes four to five no. in a room that was intended for one. No. And then the note says, again, we're shoving too many people in one room. Have we not learned this causes problems? Uh, my heart is broken. I had so much hope for this place. Um, but I guess we wouldn't be talking about it on the podcast if something Man. bad didn't happen. <laughs> so, well. I guess. All but right. The farm and dairy on the compound, originally designed to provide for 300, were unable to meet the increased demand that came with overcrowding. Oh, no. Patients began to suffer from now malnutrition which only exacerbated, exacerbated, exacerbated. Mm-hmm. There is not an S in there. Exacerbated. Okay, There's a whatever. C instead of an S. Mm-hmm. Do you know C mm-hmm. is the letter that sometimes makes a S or the K sound? 
I tell that to my kids. Uh, <laughs> to my first through which, third graders I've been teaching. But, uh, yeah, anyway. only it only exacerbated mental health. Great. Good job. And then... <sighs> Debbie. I yawned and Allison yawned. I'm sorry. Yawns are contagious, Debbie. Contagious. Wow. But... Read the uh, note. Of course, too many people, not enough food... Definitely would cause some kind of problem. Definitely. <laughs> who knew? But <laughs> who would have thunk? Mm-hmm. By 1938, Tala was six times oh. over capacity. No. Patients inside were running wild and orderlies. Orderlies? Orderlies, 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 what that <laughs> Outnumbered and struggled to regain control. No. It reached its peak in the 50s with 2,400 patients. My jaw literally just dropped. 2,400 patients? Yeah. For a facility that was built for, let me reiterate, 250 people? Yeah. 250 went to 2,400? Yeah. Oh, so my literally God. like a lot. A hundred wow. times more than what it was intended for. Wow. Yeah. And to expose the terrible conditions within, the Charleston Gazette attempted to send in a crew to investigate the inner works of the asylum. Wow. Which the findings shocked the team that went in. Wow. Patients were sleeping on the floor in the freezing rooms due to lack of furniture and heat. No. The overcrowded had resulted in overworked staff and a decreased emphasis on sanitation. No. The once bright, clear windows were covered with grim, darkening, and further chilling the rooms. The wallpaper was peeling from decay and where it hadn't disintegrated, disintegrated on its own, the patients had torn it off in panic. Oh, God. Worse, still were the patients themselves. Dang. Those that were deemed unable to be controlled had been locked in cages in open spaces in an attempt to make more beds available for less worsome inhabitants. No. I'm so I sad. I can't imagine being locked in a cage where a place that was quite literally supposed to help. <sighs> I know. And the asylum became a training ground for experimental lobotomies. No! Yeah. With the guy uh, as Walter Freeman, the famous surgeon and lobotomy advocate. Oh, God. Yeah. So in the course of his last lifetime, Freeman performed some close to 4,000 oh lobotomies, leaving sometimes perfectly healthy patients with lasting physical and cognitive damage. Oh. So this is where it gets super, super gruesome. Yeah, I just, like, read ahead for the next line and yeah. just, ugh. It's, so he used the what is called an ice pick method, mm -hmm. which involves slipping a thin pointed rod that's like an ice pick into the patient's eye socket what? and using a hammer to force it to sever the can, the connective tissue in the brain's prefrontal prefrontal cortex, mm -hmm. resulted in a number of deaths. Oh God! Yeah. Oh. So he was literally shoving an ice pick 
to try to get to a certain part of the brain. No, I'm literally like I've I've heard of this before and every time it's, I hear about it, it's one of the most traumatizing things I can think of. And these are like people <sighs> that are actually trying to get help. Yeah, that's so sad. It's horrible. So changes in the treatment of mental illnesses and the physical deterioration of the facility forced its closure in 1994. It should have been closed way before that. Yeah. 100 years? It was open 100 years? Ugh. Yeah. And Crazy. think about it. In the 50s, it hit its peak. No. So it should have been So it still went down. on for like a nut. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it should have been shut down in the 50s when it was already overcrowded, but yeah. they continued to let it happen. Until 90s? Yeah, until mid-90s is wow. when it finally got shut down. That's crazy. Uh, the foreclosure in 94 inflicting a devastating effect on the local economy. By the time the asylum closed, only one part of the grounds had been expanded to accommodate the new demand, the graveyard. Dun, dun, dun. So that was the only part that was ever wow. fixed. The, the graveyard. That's uh, so sad. I know. Like, I can't imagine... Um. Gazette spurred a movement to close down the hospital, but it wasn't until 94, after more than 100 years of operation, Tala, again, was forcefully closed. Closed its doors forever. Um, And that was according to the official website that was uh, basically transgalilunaticasylum.com. And this... So this next part also comes from the official site. But Mm -hmm. it said, despite being designed as a national historic landmark in 1990, the hospital has deteriorated to the point to where its very survival is threatened. The entire facility and 300 acres were privately purchased in August of 2007 and renamed Tala from from the Weston State Hospital. We are committed to restoring Tala to its former garden grandeur. Grandeur. That's a big grandeur. But thus reviving the local economy and preserving an important piece of American history. Wow. So trying to restore it to what it should have been. Wow. Not what it was. Well, they better not reopen. They can restore it, but no. I swear to God, no. I I doubt it, especially since it's a like. Know, historic that's landmark. true i don't think they would do that no dang well but now we know yeah that's the <sighs> once that's the history of tala the runs past you know they had hopes and dreams a vision for the future and, and it was it torn down burned. wow good job yep all so right well that's it for the commercial break really fast commercial break Woo! <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Spooky. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, a word from our sponsors. Spooky. (laughs) I'm so sorry, guys. If you have not already heard, um, my throat is so sore. I think it's just allergies, but I'm like, I think I'm dying. So, um, that's why I'm drinking tea is because my throat hurts. Okay, well, now that we're back, um, it's time to get into the hauntings. So, um, now we know the history. We know um, that it was expected to be good, and it turned out really bad. So, now, obviously, guess what? It's haunted. There it goes. Because, duh. Because, duh. We would not be talking about it if there obviously was not ghosts. Um, so, yeah. So, since about 2007, tours have been made available for those who wish to see the asylum firsthand. Of course, ghost hunters um, are the most frequent visitors. Um, and a lot of them say that they can actually feel the presence of the hundreds who perished in shocking conditions there. Sadly. Well, duh. So, the asylum had had... Um, a lot of apparition sightings, unexplainable voices, different sounds, and of course, other paranormal activity has been reported by past guests um, and staff. So actually, um, Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters and the Ghost Hunter Academy and the Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures and Paranormal Challenge have all been there. Um, and they actually took a step back in time to see how the mentally insane lived died and um survived in these walls um so it's really cool um there's actually an article that um i I might read a little section of it's called i spent the night in a haunted asylum and i still can't explain what i saw um and this is actually from the washingtonian.com um i'm gonna go ahead and grab that and then um let's see so this was actually written by um, a person named Marissa M. Casino, K-A-S-H-I-N-O. Part of it's um, right there too. And it's right here in the notes. Yeah. Um, so um, there was actually um, a little girl whose name was Lily. Oh, little girl ghost named Lily. Yeah. So now Sally has a little best friend. So as you guys know, on the show, anytime there's a little kid ghost, we call them Billy, little boy ghost. Tell me, we have a little girl ghost that doesn't have a name. We call her little Sally. Um, but this little girl did have Sally a name. Sally has a polter pal. Oh my gosh, she has a polter pal named Lily. Um, so there's a little girl named Lily who was born in the asylum. Um, and a man named Jesse um, who actually died of a heart attack in a bathtub. Um, there's also Silver War soldiers um, and then um, a patient who was brutally murdered by his roommates. Yeah. Um, so that's some of the ghosts. Um, and then here is a little bit of the story. So 
Um, Julia and I set up in a room allegedly haunted by a spirit named Jim James. We placed a Magdalite on the floor and asked Jim to turn it on inside. The light was Julia's, but I inspected it and it seemed totally ordinary. Um, a few beats then passed and then the light came on. By itself, I offered Jim a cigarette to turn it back off. And then, guess what? Went dark. Um, of course, she said she doesn't smoke or anything. So one of their guides actually gave them a couple of cigarettes because she said that the spirits liked them. Because obviously, back in the 1800s and 1900s, everybody smoked. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's, it's just funny that those spirits are the ones that like it. Um, and then I'm going to keep going through and read some more about the little story. Um they actually went into like smaller groups, spending about two hours on each of the asylum floors. And um, the guy told them about their th those well-known spirits, of course, Lily, um, the guy in the bathtub, some of the Confederate soldiers. Um, on each floor, their guide gave them like a layout of the land. It was telling them just about like the craziness. And they said that the hospital was literally a maze. Like they could have got lost so easily because um, of those long hallways and the way it was designed um so pretty scary they do offer tours though yes they do offer tours there is a 90 minute daytime tour it's only 35 dollars there's a two hour nighttime tour that's 40 dollars and then the most intense option is just like um what those people did they actually did a 9 p.m to 5 a.m haunt so it's a hundred dollars you actually spend the night in the asylum and you have opportunities to see the ghosts there um and again maybe you'll see some more of the ghosts maybe you can stop by and say hi to lily maybe you can see the bathtub in which the man is said to have died of a heart attack um maybe even just step into a room where a man was murdered by his roommates um and maybe you can just feel a little bit of that presence that might still be there um of course um a gothic style mental hospital um is obviously going to be scary just the way yeah. it looks is so imposing with its architecture and just the way it's built and again it's on 300 acres so it's huge it's huge gigantic so when they say it's like a maze it really is um you can get lost instantly there to remember it's the largest like asylum that's mm -hmm. in america so yeah. of course it's gonna be gigantic yeah that's crazy. Um, and then I can only imagine what it looks like with the peeling paint and the uh, dusty windows yep. with very few light coming through. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, some of the hauntings that have happened in this terrible place. Terrible, terrible place. I was once thought it was going to be a good place. It tried. Yeah. It really did. I mean, they had such high hopes. I have high, high hopes. But, but no. They said, hmm, we're just going to stick hundreds of people in a facility, even though it's not built for that, because, haha, oh. -ha, that's how our world works. And everything in society is terrible, and hopefully it will get better, but we can never hope. We can never, we can never just assume it will. we got to do things to make it better. So sad. And that's why this episode's sponsored by BetterHelp. Just kidding. No, it's not. <laughs> not actually. I wish. I wish. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The, the Poultry Gals. Be sure to check us out on all the social media. At the underscore Poultry Gals on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. And don't forget to catch us anywhere you consume your podcasts. Yep. And check us out on Patreon. 
patreon.com slash polterpals. Yeah. Become a polter pal, become a baby ghost, teen ghost, or even a sexy ghost. That's all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to The Polter Gals, a Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media podcast. <laughs> <laughs>